Cranberry Radio presents CEO Coach, a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding to finances, set up to staffing, our CEO coaches will break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup management and development, the founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach. I'm Ann Kennedy, president of Outlines Venture Group and author of Global Search Engine Marketing. I'm here with Jillian Music, my partner at Outlines and co-founder of both Moz and Brett Approved. Together, we are serial entrepreneurs helping online companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. Find out more at outlinesventure.com. Hi, Jillian. What's on your mind today? Leadership, Ann. That's what's on my mind. Leadership speaking style and especially really the opposite, communication killers. Words we'd like to see go away and never return or at least, you know, phrases that no leader should ever use. Ooh, I have a few favorites for sure. Are we talking about potty mouth expletives? Uh, Yeah, but no, not really. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sometimes. But um, And that can get in the way, by the way, of good communication. There is certainly overload on that, but not really. The fact is, you know, these phrases are way more destructive to your team than just a few of these uh, barnyard epithets. Do tell. Oh, yeah. So our good friend Ian Lurie, who is CEO and founder over at Portent Interactive, that's a Seattle digital marketing company firm, for those of you who don't know Ian. He's written a blog for many, many years, and he recently posted this on LinkedIn. It's called 10 Phrases That Are Killing Your Team. So we'll put a link to this post up at our Facebook page on facebook.com forward slash CEO coach podcast. So go check that out. Now, these are phrases that we hear all the time, and we may even be slipping into using them ourselves now and then. Some are intended to soften the blows of negative messages, but in fact, they usually have exactly the opposite and quite unintended effect. So... You know, that's really an evidence of weak leadership when we don't pay attention to those things. One in particular is a missed teaching opportunity. Yeah. So no more Mr. Nice CEO. All right. Here we go. All right. Let's start with no. There's a better way to turn somebody down. Just tell them why. That seems too simple. It does. But it's really true. I call it putting words around it right? Put words around that. Your job as a leader is to guide and it's even to teach. If you're the boss, we get that, right? Now, the buck stops at your desk, but you make a valuable teaching opportunity with the answer, no, and here's why. As opposed to Ah. things like, yeah, right? Not no, or no, that doesn't work, right? No, and here's why. So besides this, uh, Lurie points out that even more phrases can wreck your team. As we get some lists going in. Yep. All right. So let's start with the ones where you appear to abdicate your leadership. How about this line? Are we all in agreement? Oh, right. What it really says, right, is Lurie says, here's when you just quit your job as a leader. You make your team feel completely rudderless. That's actually not a great feeling. Being the boss means making a decision. You don't ask, are we all in agreement? You take the information and then 
you have to incorporate that into your final decision. What you say is, here's what we are all going to do, and thank you all for your input. All right? Two right. different ways to look at it. Okay, so another phrase of the same cloth is, well, maybe we should just... Oh, another ooh. <laughs> exactly, right. When it, it sounds so so realistic now, I mean, so easy to understand, right? But these things happen all the time, right? Maybe we should just, right? You may dump a scary ideas, you know, it, sitting in everybody's lap, right? But you're leaving them feeling powerless, right? He, Lurie suggests that you rephrase it. Try this. I'm considering, or here's another suggestion. See how the difference? You know, I, I do indeed. Mm -hmm. I have a few weasel words myself I'd like to see go away. Uh, maybe being at the top of the list, should, can, may. They don't add anything to your voice as CEO. And in fact, they can detract from your leadership. Yes, I would totally agree. So again, not that you never use the term, but that you think about it carefully when communicating with your uh, teams, right? Especially when you're at a meeting. And then, of course, there's that we'll all have to agree to disagree. Now, this one is especially pernicious to leadership. What we, your team, has to agree to is your decision as a leader. We don't have to agree to disagree. We have to agree to your decision. So be bold, you know, don't fall into this chimera of consensus. Put your team on the line to make the tough, unpopular decisions. It isn't fair to them. It isn't effective for your company if you don't. Don't it's, put your team on the line to do it for you. Right. That sounds so cowardly when you put it that way. It's true. Um, it, it really is about not stepping up to the plate. And people feel often, well, I'm just trying to be gentler about it and so on and so forth. The answer is no. People need leadership. The reason they didn't open their own companies and go lead it is because they'd rather be part of a team. It does not make them ineffective. It does not make them fools. It does not make them lesser human beings. It makes them very wise people who said, I'm going to follow your leadership. So for heaven's sake, go do it. All right. So here's another group of phrases that never mean what the words say, and often they have the opposite effect. With all due respect. Oh, uh -oh. sure. That usually yeah. means no respect whatsoever. That's right. He's really smart, but uh -huh. he doesn't know what yeah. the hell he's talking about here is what it really means. Yeah. Nothing personal. Yeah, it's entirely I've personal, right? I believe Lurie said straight out, it's always personal. Yeah, it is. Always. It's a conversation between human beings. It's always personal. Get over that, right? How about this one? Oh, I'm kidding. Sure. Right. The, there is the <laughs> ancient, right there's an ancient phrase, and it says um, the jester is required to tell truth, right? It's the jester who can say the truth and no one else. I'm kidding. No, you're not. Don't use it, right? And how about, that was a great effort, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, if, if, you know, somebody says that to you, and what they're really saying is, yeah, that was a piece of crap, right? They are all 
you know, seem to soften the blow of criticism or bad news, right? But really they're passive aggressive ways to say what you mean without saying it straight out. And what Lurie suggests, and I would agree, is be direct. This does not mean insult people, but be direct. Be direct and the communications will be clear and you will be the leader, which is what you're supposed to be. I think passive aggressive and manipulation are um, really dysfunctional ways to try and keep a company going. And I would say that anytime you want to append a but after a phrase, think twice about whether your opening line is sincere. You know, we have authenticity, sincerity, and transparency are so important in business today. There are just too many ways to be uncovered if you're not. And we've all known those manipulative uh, leaders in companies who really, it doesn't work. It, it may seem like it works in the short term, or it may allow them to be off the hook, but it really doesn't work for moving a company forward. I would totally agree. I think the last uh, uh, tip that we didn't discuss from uh, Ian's uh, thing is silence is consent. Right? Yes. What he said, yeah. What he writes is, I believe that in the absence of a response, the choice of whether to act or not is yours. But silence is not consent. In the absence of a response, the choice of whether to act is right or not is yours, but silence is not consent. Understand that you're making your choice, you know, on your own, accept the consequences and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, really what he's saying is if you're going to be a leader, take not only the leadership role, but discuss things in ways that let other people know you are in the leadership position. So you avoid these things and you know, he has a lot of negatives, it's things you don't use, right? But he says not just avoid the things that will uh, say to people, you know, I'm not in control, but rather choose words that say you are. So again, thank people for their input and then tell them what you're gonna do. So I came across a concept called radical candor, a leading communi leadership communication style that will make your team happy and productive. Uh, Kim Scott talks about it on first round and we'll talk more about who she is and how radical candor works after we take a break for our sponsors. We'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at wmetraining.com. It's time to take your ad testing out of the Mesozoic era and into the Ezoic era. Ezoic is the world's first machine learning platform, creating tailored ad combinations to monetize your website. Our automated ad testing not only boosts ad income, but increases page views, improves bounce rate, and will impress the user experience. Start your 30-day free trial today at ezoic.com and join thousands of publishers who are already earning 60% more with ezoic. That's ezoic.com. Ezoic, 
Make your website smarter. Ezoic is a Google certified publishing partner. Content for your ears. And everything in between. Cranberry.fm. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach. Only on Cranberry Radio. back to CEO Coach. We're talking today about your leadership speaking style. Right, so we covered a list of phrases from our friend and colleague Ian Lurie of Portland Interactive in Seattle, Washington. Um, that's a digital marketing company here. And, um, and you said you came across a similar concept called radical candor. I think uh, if he doesn't know about it, Ian would love this stuff. Tell me what radical candor is. Radical candor is... As I was saying before the break, a uh, leadership communication style, and it is uh, described by Kim Scott, who led AdSense and other profitable lines of business at Google, um, and then co-founded Candor, Inc. I'd love to know how she got that domain name. (laughs) Uh, and advises uh, at Candor advises many tech companies on leadership uh, companies such as Twitter. Um, before that, she was a faculty member at Apple University. And from all that experience, she states her goal and should be our goals as CEOs too: create BS free zones where people love their work and love working together. BS free zones. That makes all kinds of sense. Well, with a candor, again, that would be very similar to what Ian was talking about. That's, you know, direct uh, acknowledgement of your role and your leadership and so on. How do you do that? Well, she says the most important thing a boss can do is focus on giving, receiving, and encouraging guidance. Now, guidance Mm -hmm. was formerly known as feedback, but Scott points out Feedback is screechy and makes us want to cover our ears. Think about Mm. it, you know, in your microphone. While guidance Mm. is something most of us long for in our nature. That's true. So feedback is a a double meeting, but I would agree also feedback, even when it's not about the sound, right? Feedback really isn't the same thing as guidance. Uh, One says kind of what I'm thinking about and and, uh, feeling about perhaps about what you've just said. The other one guides you to making a better decision. Huge, huge difference. Okay. So Scott's system relies on two principles. Caring personally and challenging directly. The second will likely piss people off, which is what you have to be willing to do to be a good boss. We were actually talking mm-hmm. about being bold in the last segment. Um, and the uh, it's it's not so far off what, from what Ian Lurie was talking about. Have the courage to make the decisions that a boss must make. What mm-hmm. Kim Scott mixes in is genuine personal caring. That is to say, if you, the boss, have taken the time to build a relationship with each person uh, you lead, then challenging each person directly is much easier. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes all kinds of good sense. So there's got to be you know, a system, a process to get this in place, right? There is. Imagine, if you will, a vertical axis we'll call giving a damn. That's your caring axis. Then you cross it with a horizontal axis 
that represents challenging directly. In other words, the willingness to boldly speak your mind. When both of those are high, both those elements, you have radical candor. On the flip side, when both are low, you have what Scott calls manipulative insincerity. Now, okay. who wants to be that boss or who wants to work for that boss? <laughs> oh, there. I totally agree. But we slip into it all too easily. So um, there's an awful lot of practice involved here. You, you can certainly care about the person you're talking to, your team, etc. Um, then this bit about the candor, though, you've got to be very careful about how you do that. Um, I suspect that, you know, it. it I don't know, it flows over into obnoxious aggression. Well, now that's the, uh, what is what happens when you have too much challenging directly and no giving a damn, then you have obnoxious mm -hmm. direction. And mm -hmm. I mean, I, I have worked for such people in the past, but not for long. Because, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. okay. And then, um, and then if you think caring is enough, well, it's not. A boss who cares deeply but is unwilling to challenge directly suffers from what Scott calls ruinous empathy, mm. which is kind but kind of ineffective and leads to a lot of those rather non-productive communication techniques such as triangulation, like where the boss is the go-between between two team members who aren't getting along, and things like that. It just doesn't work. Now. I know the limitations of radio as I'm describing a two by two chart. <laughs> so mm -hmm. we're going to put the link on our Facebook page to first rounds post about radical candor. So you can see the chart that we're describing. Okay. That makes good sense. And I would agree with you that this ruinous empathy is a real thing. Many of the founders that we work with, right, they kind of come in two pieces, if you will, that visionary and executor, right? Visionary founders can either be, I don't know, just really harsh kinds of personalities, but sometimes it's also about this ruinous empathy. And it's that you want to work well with the team. You want to be friends with the people you're working with and you're so afraid of stepping on toes that you don't push them forward to uh, provide you with the kind of quality of work that you require. And then often what we see is that those CEOs will snap. They're trying so hard and so long to be kind to everybody that they snap and then suddenly they are really nasty and all of it just comes flowing out. Really bad stuff. Think about whether or not you're on that path, whether you're just trying to be so kind to everybody that you're not asking for the quality of work and volume of work that you require to make this company move forward. So Jillian, that makes such good sense. And I'm thinking of a comparison here to parenting. Um, and I know that, that that may be a little bit of a detour, but you and I have both been parents. And we know that when you try and be the buddy or get consensus in a family, it doesn't help your uh, children advance nearly as much as providing them with clear and direct leadership. There was something my dad used to say, which is uh, the resemblance of this family to a democracy is purely coincidental. And I think we can apply that to raising the uh, startup companies, too. I would agree. And I used to say that this is not a friendship. It's a benign dictatorship. And sometimes it's not so benign. 
Yeah, you right. would have gotten along so well. So you were saying right. before, how do we do this? You know, and, yeah. and Ian Lurie had a lot of things to not do, which of course he then offered up solutions. Um, Scott has some precise and clear ways to approach radical candor. And what she says is that it's humble, it's helpful, it's immediate, it's in person, and that's in private if it's criticism and in public if it's praise, and it doesn't personalize. The anagram for that is HIP, uh, yes. if you want to right. keep that in mind. Humble, helpful, immediate, in person, and don't personalize. Um, she, she tells a story that's been widely repeated in anybody that's written about uh, radical candor, that when she was working for Sheryl Sandberg at Google, um, she uh, made this great presentation in front of uh, Sergey and Larry, and she thought it went really well, and AdSense was knocking it out of the block, and, and Sandberg said to her afterwards, hey, you know, let's take a walk. And so they, they take a walk with me. So they took a walk, and um, Sandberg was saying, you know, it's a great presentation, your numbers look really good, and, and but there was a but at the end of it, and she told Kim Scott that she said um too much, and did she want to use a speaking coach? And Scott sort of, you know, blew it off, said, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, what are a few ums? And finally, Sheryl Sandberg said to her, I can see I'm not getting through to you. When you say um every third word, you sound stupid. And that got Scott's attention. And yes, she took the voice, the speaking coach. And if you watch mm -hmm. her um, her first round capital uh, video, you'll see there's not an um in the in the entire 20 minutes. She said the reason that she could understand the caring from Sheryl Sandberg was that up to that point, Sheryl Sandberg had gone out of her way to show that she really, really cared about Kim Scott while she was working there, you know, just in innumerable little ways. And so she had enough in the bank that when she addressed it directly, it came out of a position of caring, not a position mm -hmm. of criticism. And by the way, it was in private on a walk. Right. I think all of those elements highlight exactly what we're talking about here. What we're saying is that it's not enough to care about someone. It's not enough to even make the suggestion that they take something like a coach. You have to be very clear sometimes uh, in order to get through. So that's the radical candor part. Interesting stuff. Yeah. And Harvard Business Review has uh, picked up on this quest for frankness, which they call as opposed to blunt criticism. And they've noticed an increase in what's now called front stabbing, which is questionably and marginally better than going behind someone's back or triangulating, but not really an effective way to lead. I mean, who wants to work hard for a jerk who loudly, bluntly and publicly delivers negative feedback? You know, talk about a screechy noise that makes you want to cover your ears. I would totally agree. And it, I would say I'm one of those who think that front stabbing is no better than backstabbing. I'm with you on that, Podner. So the uh, Harvard Business Review uh, writers offered some tips, too. And we'll talk about those after we take a break for our sponsors. This is CEO Coach, and we'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Is your website hacked? 
Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. A more refreshing kind of talk radio. Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach. Only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to CEO Coach. We're talking today about productive leadership communication, especially giving feedback and guidance. Harvard Business Review offered some tips based on their own research, and we'll put them up on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash CEO Coach Podcast. Jillian, you want to tell them about us? Tell it. Sure. Um, so I think number one is really interesting. It says deliver more positive than negative feedback about five times more because the bad feedback looms larger in our brain than the good one, right? We're just wired that way. And you can correct, you can criticize, and you can confront, but you must do so in a positive way, right? That's uh, easier said than done. Uh, what they're really saying is this negative feedback that tells people what they didn't do uh, is like posing the problem, spend almost all your time focusing on the solution. Where do we hear that, Anne? I mean, we talk about that, I think, in pitch decks, right? Oh, yeah. Slide. Tell me the problem. We're done. Now, focus on the solution. Focusing on solutions is an incredible difference. A twist of the knob that will change your entire life, not just your business life. And if we talk about uh, delivering as much as five times more positive feedback than negative, um, there is actually quite a body of hard research by behavioral scientists and even neuroscientists that people, the, the, the bad stuff sticks in our brains longer. And that's what we mean yes. when we say we're wired this way. We yes. can walk out of a meeting where two good things happened and all we remember is the one bad thing. Mm-hmm. And so it, over and over again, when we talk about leadership and we read about leadership and we listen to some of the people giving us good tips on leadership, it's always have the positive stuff available and in front of you, and that will make you more productive and will make your team more productive. 
Right. So be careful not to let that slip into that gooeyness again that we talked about at the beginning of the show. Um, it's important that this candor remain there, right? But not this, what they call manipulative insincerity and so on. You have to be careful not to fall into it. But yes, you must focus on the accomplishment of smaller elements of positive things. In other words, small successes that will lead to the gross success when you talk about the problem, just talk about the gross problem. You don't have to say, oh, and you're doing this wrong and this wrong and this wrong and that wrong and that wrong. What you're saying is, this isn't working. Let's do and then put in the five different steps and put positive response in every time one of those five different steps is now accomplished toward a goal of curing the original problem. So think about it again the way you do a pitch deck. It's one slide for the problem, focus on the solution. How about strengths? Focusing on strengths. Yes, you can com create competence by highlighting weaknesses, but don't you want the excellence that results from talking up your employees' strengths? Okay, interesting. You can create some competence if you, yeah, if, I mean, basically it's, you know, it, that which is tracked can be measured. It's the right. same idea, right? So this is about managing humans with a very comfortable things that we're already doing to manage the rest of our business, right? You do have to highlight the weakness, right? The excellence results from talking up the people's strengths. It helps you, by the way, as a leader to figure out which seat on the bus all these people belong, right? We're working with uh, one company now where they had some people kind of in the wrong seat and just moving the person into the right seat on the bus, you know, individual contributor versus manager, that kind of thing makes all the difference in the world. Okay. And as we uh, have to wind up our, this week's show in our final minute, we've got uh, three short points for the end of it. Stay okay. objective and avoid blaming or arguing about who is right or wrong. Yes, that's the difference between damned it and damned you. Never cross that line. Let's stay objective. And yeah. the next one was something Ian Lurie pointed out, right? You're the boss. Act like it, right? Yeah. Stop being wimpy. Take uh, not just control, but take responsibility for making decisions and for the decisions you make. What's the last right. one? And watch your language for that indirect passive aggressive statement. Be direct. Take the I risk. totally agree. And that's uh, watch your language on so many levels. Yeah. That's it for this Monday morning at CEO Coach. We'd like to thank our producers at Cranberry Radio for their continuing support. You can download these shows at cranberry.fm forward slash shows forward slash CEO Coach. You can also come get us at iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and many other places around the web. You'll find links and more on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash CEO Coach Podcast. Stop by, hit the like button so we know you are out there, and tell us what you'd like to hear on CEO Coach. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jillian Gissing with Ann Kennedy. And you can find out more about how we help companies
The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 